It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Now to another issue. I just want to read this headline as I introduce my next guest. California school district sex education curriculum includes gender-bred identity man. I'm trying to figure out what that is. The heart of the gender-bred man represents the various sexual orientations, pansexuality, homosexuality, asexuality, and, oh, by the way, it does include heterosexuality. Hmm. It's got a rainbow brain. Oh, wow. Sometimes that's all I got. Well, it's not all I have. Ethan Blevins, attorney uh, at Pacific Legal, joins me. California's privilege-based curricula versus American ideals. Ethan, sometimes I read these headlines and I just, can't you just leave the gingerbread man alone? Well, you know, I just uh, it's just another example of a uh, society that's more and more committed to sort of this tribalism, dividing us along lines that are arbit- you know, arbitrary as race, ethnicity, gender, whatever it may be. Um, and this is yet another example of our schools trying to teach that to our kids. So what are they doing in California? I mean, we know a lot. We see a lot of headlines. Let's dig into this a little bit more. Uh, and then I know there are people fighting back, like yourself, like Pacific Legal, especially with the information people need. Right. Well, so what's what's happening specifically here is that California um, is requiring ethnic studies as a requirement for high school graduation, and it's really being um, implemented at all school, all grade levels. Our, our ethnic studies is is, uh, is being implemented by these school districts. Um, there was a very radical ethnic studies curriculum that was circulating called the Liberal Liberated Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum. It was actually rejected by the governor, um, who's concerned that it was anti-Semitic. It had a lot of language criticizing Zionism and Israel and so forth. Um, it was rejected, and then the school districts have kind of still shadow consulted with this consortium and are basically adopting the Liberated Ethnic Studies curriculum anyway. And, has some um, you know openly partisan things in it, like it has students watching a video about Antonio Gramsci, a very radical Marxist theorist, criticizing capitalism, um, putting forward these ideas about class struggle and Marxist revolution. It's not this isn't just plain history. It's much more than that. Uh, let me be completely cynical here for the moment. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's coming now, Ethan. Something very cynical. You, they, they say that it's got too much anti-Semitism in it, or something to that effect. So there's a little blowback. But in fact, a lot of that's about money, and and especially big liberal Jewish money that goes to the Democrat Party. Am I far off here? Uh, could be, yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard to know. Um, I mean, there's no question that a lot of this stuff is overtly racist, not only towards Jews but obviously towards um, other Caucasian groups. Um, it it favors a very specific set of racial minorities and not others. And the rationales for that um, 
I admit, uh, some kind, sometimes a bit opaque to me. But um, yeah, I think that money is certainly part of it. I mean, the, this this consortium is making lots of money advising local school districts. That's for sure. All right, so let's go to something a little more legal and less David. <laughs> I'll put it that way. The Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment and Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. What you're describing sounds to me like a clear violation of those. I, I, I certainly think it is. I mean, one of the promises of equal protection, of course, is that um, we will not be judged, um, separated, segregated, um, by our race. And really what these ethnic studies programs do is they make prejudgments um, based on race. Whites are a privileged class. Um, Black Americans and other minorities, except for Jews, are a um, oppressed class. Um, that that sort of stereotyping is exactly what the Equal Protection Clause was meant to prevent. I mean, the, of course, the great irony here is that we have the, the landmark case of Brown versus Board of Education, which said that um, we, in the field of public education, separate but equal is not uh, legitimate. We rejected it. And, and yet this is exactly what these ethnic study programs appear to be embracing, that we um, that we should be separated, that we need to be, uh, that, that black kids should be taught by black teachers, that um, white kids and black kids can't understand each other, shouldn't try to understand each other. Um, it, we forget that we are all at, at base uh, human beings. We, we forget our shared experience. Instead, focus on these, um, you know, relatively shallow differences between us. Solutions. I mean, I, I wish I could say they were overnight. You and I know they're not, Ethan. But is there a, is there an effective, I don't know, battle strategy, lawfare, anything uh, going on in California against this? Because you're, essentially th- this truly is indoctrinating a generation to be segregated. I mean, California or, or the, the liberal ethnic studies model curriculum, L-E-S-S-M, L-E-S-M-C, and these other efforts, they're segregationists. I mean, let's stop calling them educators. They're segregationists. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question that, that, that that's true. I think some solutions, I, parents do not, by and large, are rejecting this stuff. I, um, and I think one of the key things here is to create greater transparency about what's happening in the classroom. Um, California law does actually require that, but it's largely um, honored in the breach. In fact, this consortium, the Liberated Ethnic Studies Model Con- uh, Curriculum Consortium has actively inclu- in- encouraged school districts to basically um, hide the ball from parents. So one thing we need to do is make this more clear about what's happening. Um, and I, I, another thing that I think can help is broadening uh, school choice. And that's obviously a bigger issue that requires more time. But we need to make um, other school options viable for kid, for parents who don't want their kids indoctrinated. I think public schools will respond to that if parents start leaving um, or, or pulling their kids out of school, which is happening to some extent already. No, I mean, I think overall numbers this year versus last year, over 2 million students have left the public school system that's based on registration assessment, and it's certainly not perfect. But, you know, for the for the 
for the people pushing these types of programs and critical race theory and all this other leftist Marxist uh, agenda, they know that the majority of people still are in those public schools. So strategically, they're continuing to advance and there just aren't enough charters, magnets, alternative homeschool and uh, Catholic or some other denomination school uh, around to take away from this. So, you know, how how effective or is this how effective could this be to fight against them? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think the school choice answer is a very long term solution um, because of that. It's just unrealistic to to think the vast majority of kids just don't have an an alternative option. Their parents are working, so they can't be homeschooled or can't afford or access um, other options. Um, I think another important thing when you do is what you and I are doing today, which is just um, winning this argument in the public square. we 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 need to help people remember the original civil rights vision that people like Martin Luther King Jr. had, which really was this common humanity idea. We're all, um, you know, he he said we may have all come in different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. And I think that's the vision we need to remind America of. And I, and that we need to have trust in that message, right? That 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 message will have power because it, it has succeeded in the past. Yeah, but that message has to be combined, Ethan, as you and I know, by acta non verba, deeds, not words. And, you know, whether it's through lawfare, activism, uh, taking over school boards, uh, more and more people coming out. If, if you, the general you, care about the future of your kids, the future of your community, the future of your country, let's keep it simple. Marxist ideas destroy societies. It's proven fact. It, it, I don't know if, it, it, is there a way to even, for those who don't want to get involved, to simplify the messaging to them? That simple. Marxist ideas and actions destroy societies. Yeah, I think that is actually widely um, embraced, I hope. <laughs> but I think what people don't know is that this um, is that uh, really a lot of critical race theory stuff is a false flag for for Marxist ideology. And they, they, this liberated ethnic studies curriculum outright calls capitalism a form of impre- oppression that's no different than, you know, xenophobia and, uh, and genocide. And it's just overtly Marxist. Um, it has kids watching Marxist theorists talk about uh, – you know, re- uh, the proletariat revolution. <laughs> it's just remarkable. So um, I think that people need to know that that's really what's, that's what's meant by ethnic studies. It's not, it's not, it's not studying and honoring a culture and heritage. It's imposing this radic- radical Marxist ideology, as, as you say, which has killed millions and millions of people um, in the 19th and uh, 20th century. So that's the message we need to get home is that this is not about teaching kids history or or honoring an ethnicity. Yeah, I, I always find it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, curious, insulting, uh, that we hear from these critical race theorists, Ibrahim Kendi's, the leftists, the, that we're institutionally racist, systemically racist, we're a white supremacist society, we're white privilege and all these other things. 
and they call anyone who goes against them Nazis and fascists and book burners, but yet they ascribe to a institutional belief system in Marxism that is literally responsible for the deaths of over 100 million people in the last 100 years. I don't know. I just maybe I'm thinking too much here. Ethan, I'm never thinking enough. And certainly we need you back to help us do some thinking. Thank you. Thank you. Ethan Blevins, attorney with Pacific Legal. Uh, PacificLegal.org is the website. Great stuff that Ethan and his colleagues provide for us on this show. Join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.